Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. How are you today? I hope that you are ready to get some really good information and that you are ready It seems that we're having a little bit of technical difficulties starting right off of the bat this morning. So we are are going to see. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. Let's try this again. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we are geared up and ready to empower you today with some fantastic information. Um, All this month, we have been talking about uh, you know, strategizing your business. That's what the theme is. And so our goal is to empower you with the resources and information that are going to help you to prepare your business for not only the rest of this year, but for 2021. So let's get started. First of all, I hope that all of you had a fantastic weekend and that you spent some wonderful time with your family and you also had some quiet time and, of course, you did some joy pampering. Now, a lot of you who are longtime listeners know what I mean when I say joy pampering. Joy pampering is when you take the responsibility to bring joy into your life. And it can be simple things, such as calling someone to say I love you, people that you haven't talked to in a while that mean a lot to you, but you want to just touch base. It could mean something simple like reading a book, a simple pleasure. But joy, I believe, is so much our responsibility. And of course, It goes without saying, but because we are the ones who live in these earthly bodies of ours, guess what? We have so much control over what happens on our day-to-day basis, who we are putting ourselves around, the environments that we are in. We really do have a lot of control. But the problem is, is that sometimes we can live life on the surface so much so that we lose the control. And then it takes us a while to really figure out that, okay, I need to wheel myself back and get control over life and make sure that I'm managing my life properly. And I say that because I've had so many questions in reference to strategizing your business. I've had a lot of women sharing with me um, that they have fear I've had a lot of women saying to me that they don't feel that they are in control. Um, A lot of people just sharing, honestly sharing what's going on with them. And I have a lot of people who really are just in a panic mode because they have lost a lot during this pandemic of the coronavirus. And they weren't quite sure of what they needed to do to, to get their business back on track, or they felt that people just were not purchasing their type of products. And so it has really driven them down back to ground zero. And a lot of people are stressed out from that. So I want you guys to understand something. And that is, we are in control, as I said, of our lives. And sometimes we have to know how to, how to shift. We have to know how to make the necessary changes, uh, and we have to know how to respond and how to react during times of crises and during times of 
uh, things like the pandemic. We have to know how to respond and act to all of those types of things as the CEO of our business. And one of the things that we have to do for ourselves, of course, is that we do have to have an emergency plan in place for our business. We need to know. We need to be able to ask ourselves the question and answer during an, during a crisis, during an emergency, what should happen in my business? If I am not available, you know, do I have a backup? Or how should things be ran? And do you have an operations plan? Do you have an emergency section in your binder so that someone who doesn't even know you can open it up and know who the points of contact are to connect with, right? So all of these things are really important. And sometimes they're often not thought about because we don't like to think to ourselves that we have emergencies, that crisis situations can happen. We don't like to think that, but guess what? We are human and we live in a world of uncertainty. And so things certainly can happen. And so from a perspective of being in business, we have to plan and prepare. So that is why I say we do have control over how we experience our days, how we experience our business. We have control over bringing joy to our lives, which is so very, very important. So I'm so glad all of you are here today. And of course, take out your pen and your notepad because we have a really great show today. I am going to be talking about, again, strategizing your business, and today our subtopic is going to be on evaluation because you have to know where you've been and what has not been working in order to fix it, in order to improve and move forward. And so evaluation is a very, very important piece of strategy. Very, very important. So again, I want you guys to definitely, first of all, embrace the fact that you do have to create a business strategy. You should always be strategizing and that it is important for you um, to really get in the visionary and the planning mode as the CEO of your business. So what I want to first do is just kind of give you a quick lineup of what we're going to be talking about today. First of all, for those of you who are just joining us today, I want to share with you our book club book of the month. I'm so excited about this book. Um, I've read through the book once, and then I'm going back over it and reading it thoroughly, more thoroughly this time. But the book is called The Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power. And of course, this is by one of my favorite personal development specialists, Brendan Burchard. And um, it was a New York Times bestseller. And it's a really super good book. He really hits a lot of strong points in claiming your personal power and the things that you need to be doing. And today, I will be reading an excerpt from um, the first chapter on freedom. I read some of the introduction on last Monday, and today I'm going to be reading um, from chapter one, freedom. And so I'm very excited to share this information with you. Um, as I went through the first chapter and highlighted some of the areas of the book, I realized that I had highlighted almost the whole first chapter. Uh, but I did pick out some of the uh, very important points from the beginning of the chapter one that I want you guys to actually really focus on. And if you guys haven't gotten the book, it is one of the books that I recommend, of course, for you to have in your success library. So please make sure you pick up a copy of the Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power by Brendan Burchard. And Burchard is spelled B-U-R-C-H-A-R-D, and it's Brendan with an E-B-R-E-N-D-O-N. Again, Brendan Burchard. So I'm so excited about that. And very, very happy that when I when I run into other people who are so on point about life and about reclaiming your personal power, and he is definitely one of them. 
Um, as we talk about strategizing today, the one thing that I want you to keep in mind as I'm sharing with you ladies today is I want you to keep in mind and ask yourself the question, okay, as I look at what Trina's saying about strategizing my business, what are some of the things that I need to follow up on with this week? Because I don't want you guys just to listen to creating, how to create a strategy, how to evaluate your business and all of the things that I'm sharing, but not actually take action and put it into play. So I want you guys to be thinking about what do I need to be doing as Trina's talking about strategic planning, what do I need to be doing to pull it together, to get things going for myself and for my business? And so um, I am also going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show, that theme, strategize your business. And then, of course, uh, I'll be reading an excerpt from the Motivation Manifesto. So, you know, I mentioned, I think I mentioned last week in reference to Facebook and that Facebook has a lot of changes going on. First of all, they have changed their interface. So you may be seeing a pop-up message that is really pushing you into accepting their new um, Facebook template look. So that's number one that's going on. So if you're going, huh, I don't remember this being here. I can't find this or that. It's because we're all going to have to get used to the new Facebook look because they are, they have upgraded. They have upgraded and removed some things and added some things. So you guys pay attention to that. The other thing is, is that if you have a Facebook group, now they are doing in the group what they started doing on the fan page, which is not everybody who is in your group is going to see your post. Now, this kind of gives me indication that it's possible that they're going to start allowing you to advertise and boost in the groups as well as in the fan pages. Because, see, when they started doing that with the Facebook fan pages, it was interesting because a lot of people said, well, then I'll go and start groups because with the group, everybody who's in the group will get your notification, right? Well, not necessarily true now. They are now only allowing a percentage of the group to also see your post. And I know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when you go in your group and you look at your statistics, and you look at your post, it's going to tell you how many people the post actually reached. Now, at Women About Biz, for example, we have over 1,700 people in our group, our Women About Biz group. And yet when I make a post, it'll say your post reach was 90 people or your post reach was 100 people. So what that's telling me is that they only sent notifications out to about 90 to 100 people. And so I actually have written into the Facebook support to ask the question, what's going on with groups? Um, I'm seeing that my post reach is only going to a certain percentage of people. Is, am, I, am I looking at that correctly? Or are my post notifications going to everybody in the group so that they know that there is a notification? So I'm finding this most interesting. Now, from my understanding and talking to others who are uh, more knowledgeable about the Facebook system than I am, some of them are saying that it has a lot to do with how your group is engaging in the post, right? Now, why is that important to Facebook? Because in the in the mind of Facebook, their whole goal, and, and this is what we can't get twisted, right? Because Facebook right today would not be in business in the same way if they did not have advertisers. That's where a lot of their, the majority of all of their money is coming from advertisers, right? And so in order for them to continue to get people to come back and retain and return and for them to retain their advertisers, it means their advertisers need to have good results, right? And the only way their advertisers can have good results is if Facebook has good measurement and they have a grip on 
what people like, what people are clicking on, and what their interest really is. So if you have a group that's not engaging, a group that's not commenting, a group that's not clicking on things and showing an interest, they can't measure you. And so they give less attention to those groups that have a lot of posts but not as much engagement. So they were not doing that at first because at first I think they had the thought, hey, people, when they create private groups, that's their groups, and people who follow and, and join the groups truly are interested in being in the groups. So therefore, we're going to 100% of the time let those people have notifications that there has been a post in the group. Unfortunately, that is not the case. And I I belong to some groups that have upwards towards a half million people in the groups. And I'm noticing the same thing in those groups. I'm noticing that even though it's a lot of people in those groups, I'm, notice, I'm noticing that there's not as much engagement. And, and I'm saying to myself, okay, this same thing must be happening to these larger groups like it's happening to me at Women About Biz and other people that I have talked with. So I'm trying to keep you guys informed about that because social media is such a big part of our business. And we may be thinking that we're doing a good thing with a lot of posting and a lot of stuff going on on social media, but I think that we have to become more strategic than that. I think we have to really delve into how Facebook, how LinkedIn, how Twitter really is playing a role in our business. Because right now, if a large percentage of your business isn't coming from social media, you've got to identify what it, what is uh, and how are you bringing in business. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit as we talk about evaluating your business. But those are some of the things going on on Facebook. And I thought I would just bring it to your attention at this time because so many of us are posting away. As a matter of fact, we're giving more priority to posting and coming up with graphics and doing social media content calendars and schedules. And we're putting a lot of faith and hope in the fact that social media is the answer, but we have to be very careful about that because social media may not be all of the answer, right? It could be an enhancer and certainly can help us, but we have to evaluate our business and, and actually look at our stats and look at where is the majority of business actually coming from. So we'll talk about that. Um, of course, I have mentioned before to you ladies that the holiday season is amongst us, and hopefully many of you have already gone to the Women About Biz website and clicked on blog, and you have read the article on marketing um, during the holiday season. Um, it's a great article. I wrote it, and I'm not saying that it's great just because I wrote it, but I really took my time to do some research and to break down some step-by-step -step things that I think are going to really help you. And so one of the things that I talked about in the article, and I just wanted to share this with you really quick, is I talk about selecting your star product or service. Now, while you may not want to have a sale on multiple products or services during that time of the year, you do need to have one flagship product or service that you'll use to draw the crowd in and build a campaign around. And I call it the star product, right? And it usually will have a deeper discount than all of the other products or services that you offer. So one of the things that you have to do as you are choosing and figuring out what is my star product going to be, I want you to ask yourself, you know, have I sold this product or service before? You know, have people been asking me for it? You know, when I share it with people, are they very impressed and are they interested in it? In addition, you have to make sure that you have some really good digital images of your product as well. So if you'll be featuring a service, work with a graphic designer to create two or three different digital image representations. Now notice, 
I said representations, because sometimes when you have a service business, it's a little more challenging to come up with a graphic. So what you're looking for is a graphic image that will give a representation of your service, right? For example, if you are a tax preparation service, then you may want to have someone sitting at a desk with a stack of paper and their hands on their head. And you may want to have you know, a phrase that says, yeah, you got it. It's that time of year again, but you don't have to do it by yourself. Something that's going to get people looking at, okay, I definitely need to go ahead and get a grip on this. And of course, during the holiday season, as a business gift, as a business uh, value, if you offer a deep discount on taxes, then people may really jump on it because this is around the time of the year when people start gathering their receipts and they start you know, trying to get stuff together and then the new year comes and it really will hit them. So again, this is very, very important. Not to mention that a lot of businesses did not file their income tax this year, according to IRS. So just giving you guys a kind of a sample of if you were a tax business, what you should be thinking on as far as a graphic image. And of course, if you have a product, then of course the graphic needs to be on the product. But here's the thing. We have to take ourselves up to a very high standard level when it comes to pushing out photos and images that represent and, and contribute to branding who we are. So if you have a product, I think it's very important that your picture is clear, free of being blurry, and that it, it's representing the product in the best light. So very, very important. Now, in addition to that, you need to make sure you have an attractive description that will bring value to your customer or client, you know, and it's important to stay away when you're describing your product, it's important to stay away just from providing the features, okay? You got to think about what's the benefit of this person having the product or service? How is it going to help them? How is it going to beautify them? How is it going to relieve them of something? How is it going to enhance them? It's very, very important that you think on those things. And of course, as you look at what your flagship product is going to be, what you need to understand is that now is the time for you to start getting stuff out. I am already seeing people introduce their planners and calendars for the new year. I'm already seeing it. People are ahead of the curve. And so, again, you've got to be ahead of the curve and start planning. And so this is all a part of the article, uh, Five Ways to Get Started with Marketing uh, during the holidays, marketing your business during the holidays. And this is located, there are two areas, but I'm going to tell you the fastest to get there. If you click on blog in the top white menu bar, then when you get to the blog, um, you will see that it is the, I think, one, two, three, four, the fifth article. So it's in the second row, second reading from the left. So you should be able to see it quickly just by quickly scrolling down midway and you'll see five ways to market your business during the holidays. You guys mark that on your calendar and think about reading that because it really is going to give you some very good insight on how you need to strategize just for the holidays with your marketing campaign. It's 1224 after the hour. I want to thank everybody for being a part of listening to the show today. Um, boy, I, ladies, I didn't get much sleep last night. Check this out. I was into learning a new software that is going to help me streamline my business. And um, this software has given me so much challenge. But I, I finally had my aha moment somewhere four day in the morning. And I got it. So I feel so energized because I finally caught on to how I need to set up everything in this particular software. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I'm energized about it. And I'm thinking, you know, if I had a nine-to-five job, I wouldn't be as energized to wake back up in the morning and prepare for the show. But when you have your own, when you are your own boss, it feels so good to be passionate about what you do and to have that energy. And that's really what being a business owner is all about. So if you don't feel that way, then you've got to ask yourself, well, why don't I feel excited about my business? So why 
Why am I not as passionate? You've got to get to that. And I wanted to share that with you because I have had such a new leash on business this last few years. And I love my business. I'm very passionate about it. But not only that, I love bringing joy to other people's lives. And that is something that I enjoy. So uh, whether I'm a little tired or not, I still seem to wake up with an energy and a desire to actually work and produce and give value. And that's what I want for you ladies as well. So if you're not getting that, hopefully as you listen to the show, you will continue to receive nuggets and tips and gems and things that are going to help you to create a thriving business. I want to go ahead right now and start on the five questions of focus and action. Yeah, it's that time. You guys know what I'm talking about. Questions that are going to help you to hone your skills as a CEO of your own company. Let's get started. Number one, here it comes. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? I just I want to just be quiet for just one second, and I want you guys to really ask yourself that question right now. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Okay. What was your answer? You see, every single morning, we should be waking up with a desire to first Give the first fruits to God and thank him for waking you up and allowing you to have another day and for adding 86,400 plus seconds to your life that day. And hopefully we will be able to live through all of them. It's a blessing, right? But then second, you have to also give fruit to yourself. You have to sow back into your life by prepping your mindset for greatness. What does that actually mean? It means that you're getting ready to set the record straight with your own self about your your ability to tap into your own power and take action on and create the things that are important to you in life. That's what that actually means. So you can create your own affirmation so that you can continuously repeat something that's going to be embedded in your subconscious mind, right? You can read motivation, motivational books. You can identify personal development skills that you need to quickly improve on uh, that are relevant to what you're working on in your business. But you need to prepare your mindset for greatness. And I always say nobody should be able to motivate you like you. There's a lot of great motivators out there, and I know a lot of people tell me that I motivate them, and I love that, and I'm very thankful that I can. However, there is no greater motivator for you than you. You need to be able at a moment's notice to motivate yourself to believe in yourself enough and to know that you have the power to do unimaginable things simply because you are a child of God, simply because he already pre-installed in you the ability to be great. That's what you need to understand. That's what you need to embrace. And you know, ladies, sometimes there's just things that have happened in my li- in our lives, and, and I, I was getting ready to say my life because things definitely have happened in my life, that impede and hold us back from our greatness, Right? There are things that may have happened in our lives where because of the experience and because of the impression it had on our minds, it was so impressionable that it it embedded itself in our subconscious mind. And so every time we try to be successful in a particular thing, it's like going up an uphill. It's like climbing a, a mountain. It's very difficult and tedious. And we get so tired of it that we don't want to climb it, right? It can be that way sometime, but I am here to tell you, honey, I have had a lot of mountains to climb from health issues, from the threat of cancer, from the threat of diseases, from all kinds of things, surgeries that I've had to have. I can tell you right now 
that I've had a lot of mountains to climb, and yet here I stand in testimony to you that you can make it happen. Because in spite of it all, I still have a desire. I still have passion. I still want to be accomplished. I still want all of those things. So preparing your mindset for greatness is key because I think part of the reason why I am able to push forward, why I'm able to keep going is because I have unshakable faith and I have the belief that God meant for me to do greater things in life. He meant for me to be great. And and this is what you must embrace, and this is what you must understand, and this is what you must believe for yourself if you are to move past a certain level in your life and business and make things happen for yourself. So, again, have I prepared myself for greatness? Number two, what are my goals and priorities for the week? You know, I am a business coach. I have been a consultant and coach now for almost 30 years. And the one common denominator that I can tell you is that when businesses are not doing well, a lot of the time, and I'm going to keep it relevant to women because that's what I specialize in, is in learning and helping other women to thrive. What I am noticing is that women try to do so many things at the same time that they are not doing well at one thing. And this is what you have to keep in mind. Again, you can't say yes to every good thing, and you have to prioritize. You have to put some things on the back burner, and you have to say, this is the one thing I'm going to work very diligently and hard at making this a success. And once it's a success, then I can take a look at other things. So I'm not against multiple businesses. I believe in that. And then sometimes with this pandemic and everything that's going on, sometimes you you look at the business that you have and it's not bringing enough money in because you don't feel the market is really there at the time. And it may or may not be true. I don't know. It's going to require more than just saying that or thinking that. Because if you weren't doing well before the pandemic, then it may not have anything to do with the pandemic, right? Yeah, I think so. So I'm saying all of that because it's important for us to know what our priorities really are in our business. But if you're doing a whole bunch of multiple things and you're not getting results in anything because you're spread it too thin, then it's very difficult to know what your priorities are. It's very difficult to have clarity, right? And so with choosing your goals and your priorities for the week, there are three things as the CEO of your company that you have to be most concerned about. And all three of these things really result in income. And those three things are what? Marketing, the number of leads, and sales, those three things. Those three things can't do without one another, right? They're all codependent, and yet they all work individual. They all need to have their own separate system. Even though marketing and leads are related and leads, you know, generating leads is a is a component of marketing, you still need to have a leads generation system within your marketing strategy. And all those sales is the end result of marketing. However, it is an individual separate entity all to itself. It's a whole different ball game because marketing, that is attracting other people to what you have. So that's kind of like people ringing the doorbell and knocking on the door. But sales is opening the door and having them to sit down and giving them food, which is the value and benefits of what you offer, and listening to them to tell you, this is what I need and this is what I want, because then that tells you how to sell, how to close the sale with them, right? So those three things, marketing, the number of leads, and sales are key in your priorities. However, there are other administrative things that you've got to tend to, that you have got to work on that also are possibly priorities, right? Like one of the priorities could be I've got to follow up with existing customers and clients on things that I owe to them, right? That could be, that definitely could be one thing. Another thing could be, you know, I've got to follow up with leads and prospects 
because I haven't sent information out that they have requested. So that could be a whole nother thing. So again, there are three areas that definitely have to be added to your list always, the marketing, the number of sales, the number of leads and sales, but then customized to your business are other things that you will have to add uh, that are or should be priority, right? So you have to take a look at those things. And then number three Am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO? Well, number two is really related to number three, because when you are clear, when you know your responsibilities as the CEO, then the question number two is really going to make sense to you, right? Here's number four. What task will I be delegating to others and following through on? Ladies, if you are wanting and have a strong desire to be the ultimate leader for your business. You want to take your business to the next level. You cannot, without having a power team of people which to delegate to, it's just not going to happen. And so again, I want to encourage you, okay? And then last but not least, number five is, am I clear on my business finances, bookkeeping, accounts payable, and cash flow analysis. And you ladies know I encourage you to learn how to become a queen of cash flow, which is simply an Excel spreadsheet that allows you to plan and configure different numbers uh, based on your sales coming in and your expenses going out so that you can gauge and look at how many customers you might need at a certain price point or how, what products do I need to eliminate because it's costing me more money than it is making me money to, to keep this product or this service? So again, the cash flow really helps you to better evaluate your your financial um, standing in your business. And there are different kinds of cash flow. There are projected cash flows for you to project out uh, based on a, a certain date and time frame. And then there is a cash flow that you're going to do when you have a new idea and you want to find out and run the numbers on how much it's going to cost you and what the break-even point would be, okay? So that's another type of projected cash flow. And then there's the real-time cash flow, which is almost like um, a ledger or a balance sheet, which is going to show you what you are uh, bringing in as far as sales and what you are putting out of your business, accounts payable and, you know, real time means, you know, this is what I'm spending and this is what's coming in and this is what I'm spending. And what I find all too often is that it's not just the women. Men are doing it too. People tend to run away from their books, I find, when they feel that they're not bringing that much money in or they're not making a certain amount of money, they tend to run away from doing the book. And I find that whether or not they're making money and then people who are making a lot of money tend to run away from the book because they're so busy making the money, they don't have time. And then they're not trusting of someone to do their bookkeeping. So there's issues going all the way around in small business as far as bookkeeping is concerned. But at the end of the day, you need a bookkeeper, okay? You got to stick to what you do best and let someone else handle the rest. And and if it's not in your budget at this time, you need to come up with the funds to at least pay a bookkeeper the money to set you up properly and to perhaps look over your books every three months or so um, while you enter in the monthly things. And then you have to make a commitment to make sure you're going to stick to the system and have that one day out of the week that you do your bookkeeping and make sure all expenses have been entered, right? And all sales have been entered uh, for the intake of your cash flow. So very, very important. So I hope that these five questions of focus and action are going to help you as you answer them. They are going to help you to hone your CEO skills and become the CEO that your business needs to ride, which is so very, very important. 12.40 after the hour. We have 20 minutes before the show ends. Don't hang up that phone. Don't click off the screen because I've still got some great information to share with you. So I want to read now the excerpt from the book, The Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power, again by Brendan Burchard. He starts off with saying, a vibrant, genuine, and purposeful life 
is the right of all humankind. But the most but most of us fail to grasp it. We are lions and lioness says living as mice. Rather than exploring free on the savannah, we are living small and distracted lives. It is the calling of each man and woman who draws breath to have a grand vision for our lives and to each day claim the vastness of that vision. Yet, rather than stalk our dreams with abandon, we too often sit and sulk, blaming and complaining, chasing after paltry goals that cheat the magnificence of our being. Is this our true nature? He says, surely not. We are all meant to be wild and independent and free, our hearts filled with a ferociousness, passion for life. The day is meant to be ours, and our passion within it is to live as who we truly are and enjoy the terrain of life's freedom as we chase our own meaning and purpose, our own legacy. If we can unchain ourselves from social restrictions, we can have that day and we can leap and stretch, expressing our power to its limits. And then there's another area in the chapter where he says, choosing our own aims and seeking to bring them in fruition creates a sense of vitality and motivation in life. The only things that derail our efforts are fear and oppression. That is ultimately what personal freedom is, liberty from the restriction of social oppression and the tragic self-oppression that is fear. Free from these things, we have the ability to express who we truly are and pursue what we deeply desire without restrictions set by others or ourselves. When experiencing personal freedom, we have a heightened sense of genuineness and joy in our being. We feel unbounded, independent, and self-reliant. There is a palpable authenticity and aliveness in how we relate to others and contribute to the world. So he gives this bullet point list of personal freedoms and what they mean by having personal freedoms. And so I just wanted to call out um, four or five of them that really stuck out to me. He says, personal freedom, our goal means living freely by crafting a life on our own terms. I want to repeat this one because this one is key. Personal freedom, having that as a goal, means living freely by crafting a life on our own terms. You see, that's why so many people are very attracted to entrepreneurism, being their own boss, starting a small business. Is because most of the time, people want the freedom to earn a living, and, and yet at the same time, they want to be able to do something rewarding, but not to the point to where they have to go and work a nine-to-five job all day long, which then keeps them from having the thing, the very thing that gives them freedom, right? And so, again, living freely by crafting a life on our own terms is what most people want. Next. And this one I think is very poignant as well. Courageously speaking our thoughts, feelings, and ambitions with those around us without concern about acceptance. Now, whoa, that's a big one, right? That is a really big one because sometimes we care so much about what other people think that it is hindering. It is holding us back. It's a habit. I can assure you that needs to be immediately eliminated and worked on to get rid of it, right? And then he says, enjoying our free will to pursue abundant happiness, wealth, health, achievement, and contribution. That's beautiful. I like that. And so freedom, you're supposed to be experiencing freedom. Why we live in one of the most free enterprise countries of the entire world, the United States, which is why so many other people want to come for free enterprise alone, right? It's not just because the U.S. is just such the best thing since sliced bread. There are other countries that have better features and attractions than the U.S., but it's very 
few that have the type of free enterprise system that we have here in the U.S. And therefore, people thirst after it from other countries and they want what we have. So do we really understand on this side of the world what free enterprise means and the freedom that we actually have in it and why so many people are not taking advantage of it, right? The next one that stood out to me is standing freely on our own, professing and protecting our ideas and our integrity. This is why I believe that it's so important of who's in your circle, right? And who are you sharing your ideas with? Who are the people that are hearing your vision? Because you want to be around like-minded people, and you want to be around people that you are that that can believe not just in what you're saying, because you're not looking for them to always believe in it, but to respect what you're saying and receive that hey, this is your this is your goal, and I want to, and I'm happy for you, and I'm I'm certainly going to motivate and encourage you and ask you how you're doing with it. So again, personal freedom is very very important, and this is. Uh, all in chapter one of the Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. And this is what our book club book of the month is all about. And so I'm encouraging all of you to go ahead and make sure you get your copy of the book so you can get to reading. And then you'll be able to have your aha moments even more when I read certain excerpts coming from the book itself. So, okay, we're going to go ahead right now and get right into strategizing your business for the rest of this year, for 2021, and we are going to be talking about evaluating your business, which is like so key, so very, very important. So I'm going to be reading from one of the workbooks that I created, Her Business Strategy, and I'm going to be sharing with you some ways that you can start evaluating your business. The first thing is let's look at pulling out all of the tools that you're going to need in order to evaluate your business, okay? So you guys write this down because this is going to be really, really important. Because, again, you've you got to know where you are in order to know where you're going to go. So you're not evaluating your business to feel bad and say, oh, I didn't make any money and I don't even know why I'm evaluating the business. No, there are some very subtle things that you can learn from when you actually evaluate your business and know what is happening and what is going on inside of your business, okay? So here's the first thing that you need to know as far as evaluation is concerned. You need to pull all of your bank statements from the beginning of January all the way till now. Very, very important because you need to look at the deposits in your business account. And of course, when you add up all the deposits, it's going to give you the total gross amount that has, that you have earned for the year. Now, I know whew, the pandemic really stuck it to a lot of you businesswomen out there, and I know this is just a hard peel, but now that we are in the midst of the pandemic, we don't know if it's going to get better or not. We've got to learn to change, to adapt, to embrace to adjust. We've got to learn to do all of those things, right? And it's very, very key. So with that said, it's going to be very, very important for you, again, to know where you are. So pull all of your bank statements from January through October, okay? That's the first thing you want to do. The next thing that you want to do is you want to put your hands on and be able to see a database of your current clients. Okay, a database of your current clients. I can't tell you how important that is. Why? It's because you want to know how many clients you actually have or customers you actually have that have actually spent money with you. And then the next thing that you want to do is you want to go into your email marketing system. You guys listening? You want to go into your email marketing system and you need to count 
the number of emails that were sent out to your existing customer or client base, okay? So what you want to do really is kind of create a database and say, okay, uh, in January, I sent out three e-newsletters, and this was the subject, and these were the dates. In February, I sent out two emails. This was the subject, and these were the dates. You want to really pull and create a database to know how much marketing have you actually been doing to your existing list, okay? And then what you want to do is you want to pull out your prospect list. This means everybody who uh, expressed an interest in your business, right? Everybody who expressed an interest in your business, you want to have them listed. You need their first, last name, phone number, and email. And you want to make sure that you know how many of those people uh, were there. After you pull your prospect list, your database, you then need to know and understand how, how did your um, sales funnel work for your prospects. In other words, did you have a series, a repeat series of emails and phone calls and texts going out to those individuals to keep what they say they were interested in first and foremost in front of them? Did you have a sample product that you sent them? Or if you're in a service business, did you offer them a taste of your service so that they uh, could express whether or not they wanted to retain your service? And then um, maybe you offer some discount on the product or the service. So these are things that you need to know because you're evaluating, right? And you're trying to determine why you didn't make enough money this year, or you're trying to determine if you made money, how can I enhance it to make more, okay? That's what you're trying to do. <clears throat> okay, so in addition to that, we left off on making sure that you look at your, your prospects. The next thing that you want to do is you want to look at your branding, okay? And you want to ask yourself this one question. And, and so you have to pull your logo. I want you to pull your e-newsletters. I want you to pull anything that you have been using, whether it's a flyer or a graphic image. I want you to pull all of those things, and then I want you to actually have them printed in color. So go to Staples or go to FedEx, Kinko's, go to wherever you need to go, have it printed in color. After you've printed all of that, including your logo, I want you to put it all on the table, and I want you to determine whether or not you see a commonality or a brand. Because if you see a brand, that means that you see the colors blending, you see the images popping off of the paper, everything looks great and crisp. It's understandable. It looks like it came from the same business. Is there a brand? Do you see a brand there? That is very, very important, okay? So that's key. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to evaluate your website. I want you to go to your website homepage, and I want you to do the same thing. First, you're going to deal with the brand. I want you to look at the colors that are being used on your website. I want you to look at your, is your logo prominent? Is the name of your business prominent? Do people really understand who you are and what you do? Is that expressing the time they get on there? Does it have like the name of your business and a subtitle to say exactly what you do? Do you have an immediate call to action? Is your website user-friendly, right? Okay, all of those things need to be looked at. And is your website a bunch of information or are you making sure that you're calling to action? Because a lot of times what I'm learning is that people think they have to have a lot of articles or a lot of blogs on their website. And that's good. But if it's, if it's not a purpose to writing the article, uh, if you're not calling people to action at the end of the article, then it's not serving you. It might be proving your credibility, but it's not doing anything to call people to action. And if it's one thing I know, people will come to your website time and time again, and they will scour, they will scroll, they will copy, paste, download, look, 
and take all of the information because, after all, that's what they're thinking the Internet is for, right? It's the greatest information uh, database in the world. So if you don't have anything on each of your pages, including your blog articles, to call people to action, then guess what? You're doing yourself a disservice, and you've got to evaluate, and you've got to go through your website, and you've got to ask yourself that question. It's like, okay, is the website user-friendly? Let me get uh, four or five of my associates, my business associates, to actually evaluate and go through it, or you can have it professionally evaluated by someone by a webmaster, okay? Very, very important. And so I encourage you to do this because Again, evaluation is about knowing where you're at and what needs to improve so that you can become the best at what you do, right? Very, very important. The next thing I want you to take a look at is I want you to take a look at your workflow. From the time someone connects with you or contact you about your business until the close of the sale, what happens? Is it, is it, is it something that you have to think about each and every time, or do you have a, a written workflow so that even if you didn't do it, you could put someone in your place and they could just read the directions and, and run with it right from the workflow? I want you to, I want you to take a look at that. Okay, very very important. The next thing I want you to do, in addition to the workflow. I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I need to be doing as the CEO daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually, okay? Those are very important time frames because there are different things that need to happen overall in a business during those, during those periods of time. And if you don't know what they are, then you don't have clarity of what's going on on the inside of your business, right? Next, as we look at evaluating our business, there is one thing that most small business owners don't evaluate that I believe they should evaluate. And what that is, is you should evaluate whether or not you have a power team, right? Who are you delegating to? Is it just you, you, and you? Or have you identified individuals with a lot of talent and a lot of, and a lot of knowledge in, in certain areas of business that is going to help you to move your business forward and shorten your learning curve? Have you identified these people? Because you can't wait until you need a service to, to vet and identify these people. You have to do it ahead of time so you know who they are. And last but not least, have you evaluated yourself? And these are the areas about you that you needed to have evaluated. You need to evaluate, are you still passionate about your business, right? Are you? Ask yourself that question. Am I still passionate about my business? Number two, am I, am I the best CEO that I need to be for my business? Am I clear on my role as the CEO of my company? I've said this time and time again. If you don't have a written position description for yourself as the CEO and fine-tune it as you see things that need to change, shame on you because you don't really know who you are in your business and to your business, okay? You're working in the laborer role and you're going to develop a habit of staying in the labor role to the point to where you could, you could really be working against your business instead of for your business as the owner, CEO. So you've got to do that, right? You've got to evaluate yourself. The next thing you need to look at is evaluate your decision-making skills. Evaluate whether you have made good decisions about your business and what you should do. And I also want you to evaluate your spending habits. Very, very important. So that's all I have for evaluating at this time. Hopefully, I've given you guys a great outline, and I hope you guys are able to actually take that. Very, very important that you really schedule the time to start working on your strategy. I want to encourage you that if you have not already had your Power Talk coaching session with me for the year. Of course, every businesswoman gets one free Power Talk a year. I want you guys to go ahead and get that 
scheduled by visiting womenaboutbiz.net. And up in the top white menu bar, just click on coaching. Or I do believe that I have the Power Talk scheduler right there on the front page as well. I wish you such an abundant and a productive week. You guys pay attention to your calendar. And of course, make sure that all the activities on your calendar are relevant to what you want to accomplish by Friday. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.